A New York girl with eternal life attempts to afford medical insurance. Somebody write this. Welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And to help us with our brainstorming today, we have a guest. Let's welcome our very good mutual friend, Tim Hodge. Hi. Hi, Tim. Hi. We're so glad that you joined us. You've been one of our long-term podcast listeners, and I'm excited we finally got you on to join us as a guest. Uh, thanks, I think. We were talking a little bit before the podcast about how a lot of your creativity and creative outlet is through D&D. We've had some D&D folks on the podcast before, and I'd love you to kind of, you can add to that dialogue as well. You run games more than you play them. You're more right. DMing than, than playing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, tell me a little bit about what you like about that. Mostly just the wide open space you have to write whatever the heck you want and just kind of graft on game mechanics as necessary. Do you mostly and entirely create your own? Uh, almost entirely my own stuff, yeah. Occasionally <laughs> borrowing or entirely stealing from other storylines <laughs> or whatever I need, you know. He's really good at the art of the parody. He often allows me to brainstorm with him and comes up with, oh, what was, what was your favorite game parody that you put together? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The first one that comes to mind is the Rudolph adventure, where you guys were um, riding oh, yeah. reindeer into battle against a white dragon. That was awesome. <laughs> going to meet Santa. That was pretty excellent. That sounds amazing. I am fascinated by how you as a storyteller have to adapt to what your players are doing in a sense. So tell me a little bit about what kinds of things you do to prepare for that, because you can set everything up, but if your players end up going in a different direction, you might have to adjust. So how do you prepare yourself for that? If I have a particular outcome in mind, I'll try to nudge everything so that the things they look at will inevitably lead them to that conclusion. Or if they're going somewhere else entirely different, and I think of something interesting that they could do that way, I mean, I could work around it. It usually doesn't work out that I'm completely thrown off track. I do love hearing stories of things gone wrong or things gone crazy. So tell me, can you share a time of where you were kind of thrown off track and everything kind of went off the rails and you, it took you a while to figure out how to come back? The only one I can think of right now is a time where my uh, brother's group, they were searching for someone on this quest. And for some reason, they really decided that this completely unrelated character had information they needed. <laughs> so they were trying to bother they're bothering this poor old woman in her house and she's like i don't know ask my neighbor and like, i let that go on for a bit before i'm like okay we have to stop here this is way <laughs> off track seriously she doesn't know anything move on yeah. uh in the game that i've been playing we had one time where we were supposed to take some secret information and make it public and so we decided that the way we needed to do this was by getting it put up in the town square and so we kept going around to all these officials trying to get permission trying to get permits to put things up in the town square <laughs> and it turns out that for the last like 35 minutes he'd been trying to give us hints that there is like a black market information secrets area that we could just go to and get it there. <laughs> but we're like we're we're like they're like about to start battling with the woman at the permit office and, <laughs> and he's like i guess i have to come up with some stats for this woman now oh, so i i absolutely love that getting super sidetracked last question do you find that there are characters or tropes or stories that you tend to gravitate toward in creating your own or do you really like coming up with something brand new every time i mean brand new is always more fun just always more interested in seeing something i haven't already seen before 
or presenting a problem that others have probably not seen before. You're more yeah. of a of a brand new, um, I don't need to revisit stuff, let's do something new and different. Usually. There are themes I try to bring back, of course, just because it's more interesting for someone to have this ongoing thread that they can follow. And inside jokes are always fun, too. He likes to fit in Christopher Walken wherever possible. <laughs> I haven't done that in a long time. I know, I know. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to try to brainstorm something today that is, I think, a story I have never heard before. (laughs) As a reminder, our synopsis is a New York girl with eternal life attempts to afford medical insurance. Which I guess the big question is, yeah, why? I guess is the big question. She's clearly not going to die, but she could, I suppose, be in eternal pain, which would really suck. And that's that's what I was thinking. Just because you're alive doesn't mean you're healthy or young. That was my first thought, but there's a few different, you know, possibilities there. One of them is maybe her eternal life depends on this medical insurance. Oh. Mm. Like maybe her previous insurance wasn't covering health potions. I don't know. (laughs) Um, maybe she has there's a a medication that she was taking for something else that has the side effect of not letting her age only for her like like her her (laughs) genes have mutated to react in a very specific way to this medication the next question for me is what is it that is depending on her eternal life like what is she staying alive i mean just besides is she staying alive just for the sake of staying alive or is there something she's involved in that she needs to stay alive for specifically? Is a bigger cause? I guess, I guess that depends a little bit for me on the question as has she always had and known that she was immortal? And if not, when did this happen? Because maybe she just got eternal life like two years ago. Maybe she doesn't know she has it yet. Oh, Maybe okay. she thinks she's dying and she's attempting to afford medical insurance. So how do we know she has eternal life? What's our window into that? That's a very good question. Did somebody else give her immortality and is now irritated that she's spending her time running around trying to afford medical insurance rather than using her immortality to do? <laughs> <laughs> is it like someone irritated being like, oh my gosh, you're immortal. Stop doing this. Or is it something she only finds out when she can't, while she can't afford medical insurance? And it's it like, like that would take a long time to figure out for certain. Yeah, like I'm somehow not dying, even though I didn't get the medicine I needed. Is it like a a self-healing thing? Because that she could find out more quickly, like Heroes style, where she injures herself and then it heals back up and she's like, what? Wait, this this goes back to the, the original question is, does eternal life also mean eternal health or regeneration or youth or whatever? There's a lot of questions in this one. I think it's funny that she's going after medical insurance, not necessarily healthcare. Yeah. Well, in America, that's the same thing. (laughs) That means specifically that there's something that she thinks she needs or thinks she wants that is expensive. It's not something that she can just, you know, walk into. That there is a a deeper issue that she's looking for treatment for. I mean, Mm. is she trying to get it for other people? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to think about if being immortal would be, if you could use that as a way to like game the system in favor of people who needed it. (laughs) Can you sign up for medical insurance for other people and then lay down your your immortality as collateral? I have no pre-existing conditions. (laughs) (laughs) Or like if it is like a self-healing thing and she can die and then, I don't know, can she like fake her death really? (laughs) And then come back to life two days later or something. And that can be useful for some reason. And what is she doing to try to raise this money she needs for medical medical insurance? 
Yeah. Like if she were used to being eternally alive, you'd think she'd already be on, in on the stock market and have a trust fund and set up for herself and whatever. Mm-hmm. So is there a reason that this is urgent? That this needs to happen now? That she can't wait a hundred years? <laughs> Until socialized medicine is universal. <laughs> <laughs> Until socialized medicine is universal. How urgent is this? Because I think that would make a difference in what she's trying to do. Or is having medical insurance a prerequisite for something besides a medical treatment oh for some reason that i cannot think of i wonder if she's trying to i wonder if she still ages and occasionally wants to look younger again it says oh. a new york girl i don't know yeah yeah i that was a question i had earlier that whether she's aging or not because you know she could have been a new york girl for 75 years <laughs> yeah i like the idea of that yeah maybe the medical insurance is not because she's sick but because she wants something else maybe a plastic surgery thing or or maybe she's trying to get into a program that needs like proof of something oh. <laughs> i think the key that we're missing is what what she wants to do with this and that whether we're looking at her being a superhero or whether her just being like no i'm just gonna i just want to raise enough money to be able to change my appearance as often as I want for the rest of eternity. I had imagined a person who was just sort of bored after living so long. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So like, so like she has eternal life and she doesn't have these problems. And now she's like, well, I see people not able to afford healthcare. How hard is it to afford medical insurance? I was wondering if maybe she had been around for so long that she had not like even had a sense of how much the medical industry had changed. And so like, you know, 150 years ago, she's like, they can do all, you know, she hadn't ever had to deal with it. And now when she has to go get medical insurance because she wants to get, you know, plastic surgery or something, she's like, I don't have nearly enough money for this. And I don't have any way to get in. Maybe part of the problem is that she can't get a job because like her, her. Because she was born in 1833. She was born in 1833. <laughs> and she doesn't have, she hasn't been working. Maybe she's been like, maybe she's an artist or something and has been, mm-hmm. you know, just selling stuff elsewhere and is not, you know, for fun to keep herself entertained. But she has no job experience and no understanding of how any of this works. And, and no current records to prove that, yes, she is still alive and hasn't stolen somebody's identity. Exactly. So she's just dealing with having to do this. So either she's been maybe like completely isolated up until this point or has managed to kind of live outside the system. Or maybe this is a scenario in which like she maybe she's been in a coma being kept alive for 100 years <laughs> and and she wakes oh. up and realizes she's still alive and should have been dead a long time ago. The doctors don't really know what's going on because they're Ooh, like, I kind of like that. Be dead. So who put her to sleep in she the first place? She wakes up and they say, OK, who's going to pay for this? welcome to a new century now try and live life well like even just the fact that like if you wake up and they expect her to pay for the stay that she's had right (laughs) like that's we're not a hotel miss and that they were keeping her alive like maybe there was like government funding to keep her alive because she wasn't dying and they did like all sorts of experiments on her while she was asleep and the funding ran out and so they're like okay wake up and she's like wait what oh my gosh what if they were keeping her under so that they could keep experimenting on why she didn't die Oof. And then wake her up and say, now pay for your hospital stay that you did not want. That just makes me angry. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe she uses her eternal life to change everything. I'm trying to think of a more comedy angle. Like, uh, I don't know. This premise is on its face very funny. Yeah. (laughs) You've got like the seeds of like an idiocracy kind of story where (laughs) where they wake up and everything's different. and, And you could definitely lean into the absurdism of it. Or is this in the future? Did she fall asleep? now and i wonder if it's not out of the ordinary for someone to have eternal life in this 
future. Oh, maybe. What does that mean for medical insurance? I don't know. Maybe she's right on the edge of being able to receive those treatments, but can't. I don't know. I feel like I'm onto something. <laughs> or, okay, in a society where eternal life is now common, what does medical care even mean? Just maintaining that, I suppose, or at least keeping it from being painful. Well, and, you know, in the future, like, there could be all kinds of things that medical insurance could cover. All kinds yeah. of healthcare, scientific human body adjustments <laughs> that are not possible Cybernetic now. Cybernetic augments. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe she wants to be a cyborg. <laughs> or, <laughs> um, or maybe, like, maybe there is something that, you know, maybe she had uh, some, some sort of physical thing. Maybe she had some kind of disability oh. going into it. And they now have the tech to be able to fix it, but she can't afford it. Still. Because she didn't have medical insurance because she didn't need it before. No. Oh, because that's where my brain went. Like, like, like what if somehow in, in a world where like eternal life is the norm, what if something starts happening, some virus finally mutates or something where people start needing medical care for the first time in like 200 years and nobody remembers how, but they sure remember how to make people pay for it. All they have is these old records of insurance. <laughs> Right. And they, they string together their new healthcare system based around that. <laughs> that has potential gonna, for comedy. So I'm going to toss in the title here. I don't know what to do with this one, guys. Our title is Escape to Three Decades After the Empire's Defeat. So I guess that's okay. what our story is set in the future, three decades after the Empire's Defeat. So something about the Empire's Defeat has, uh, has informed this system. <laughs> are, are we in a Star Wars story now? Um, it could be any empire. It could be, you know, the... So it's New York. The Empire State Building. It is New York. So. Nice. It, oh, after the Empire State Building's defeat. Or New York became its own empire, or the bug people invaded and set up an empire. <laughs> well, the Empire um, State Building obviously got so, you know, they so beefed with technology and, like, AI systems that became sentient and tried to destroy the rest of the city. <laughs> oh my gosh. New York destroys uh, itself. <laughs> And so the automated systems that were either, if we go back to the, the, she's waking up with this, that were either keeping her under or that were keeping her out of pain have just expired because they were all automated Ooh. and the empire is not there to fix the automation anymore. And so they're back to old school ways of doing this. I like that because I like it ties in. I like that the New York angle is tied in with that. Yes. So what's this empire? The AI empire. Just robots. Yeah, like, yeah. Got, to, got to the point where this is post-robot takeover. The humans won, and now they gotta figure out how to put stuff back together again? Because and, the, the AI have been, like, we gave AI permission to do everything. <laughs> and, and, and this and, girl's particular journey is how to afford medical insurance. A little bit different of an angle on the Terminator storyline. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So we've we've tossed around the idea of her wanting some kind of like cybernetic cyborg uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's an angle where there is, like, I'm I'm picturing in a in a future where AI took over and then was defeated. <laughs> I would imagine that people would be real hesitant to re-put artificial pieces on uh, run by any kind of tech onto their bodies. Mm. So I'm wondering if that's. If there's a reason, like maybe, maybe she can't, maybe medical insurance is necessary because the regular, you know, the, maybe there's not a lot the medical insurance is used for in the future. Maybe it's only for like elective or dangerous procedures or something. And oh, which, which she decides she needs for what reason? Do we want to go the disability route or does she decide she needs like extra something? 
How is it escape to three decades? Escape to oh, three yeah. decades. Has this become time travel? Do we go back to the coma Ooh. thing and she fell asleep? She she was fighting the Empire and uh, was knocked into unconsciousness and essentially escaped <laughs> by sleeping through it to three decades later. Interesting. What if what if the procedure Oh, okay, 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 okay. What if the procedure she is trying to afford by getting medical insurance is a common procedure that extends your life by three decades? Okay. Okay. Like like I mean, not like a common but like it's very expensive, but that's why she has eternal life and this time she just I don't know if they changed something or Okay, I don't know where that was going. Maybe maybe she had eternal life and it's it's yeah, about to like <laughs> it's like a it's like a subscription. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, the medical insurance is a subscription to life. So as long as you pay for it, you have eternal life, but her subscription is about to run out. And it renews <laughs> and, every 3 decades. Oh. And, yeah, it renews every 3 <laughs> decades. Um, and whatever and she, whatever happened this last 3 decades, she she didn't make enough money. She was working with the Empire, and when the Empire was defeated, she lost everything. Okay, I kind of like this. Wow. And so now she's trying to scrape together enough to be able to afford her <laughs> third decade uh, resubscription. Oh my gosh, so the that she whole, can continue living. The implications for how the society runs are kind of fascinating. And and she's right now. she's struggling with it because like the fact that she was working with the Empire has kind of blacklisted her a little bit. Like she right. she's <laughs> nobody wants to hire her nobody wants to give her money right nobody <laughs> trusts her to go work at mcdonald's <laughs> mcdonald's will be around and of course it will by that time for sure <laughs> that's the real okay. empire yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mcdonald's funded the the ai the ai empire and put uh put chips in in uh in the burgers yeah <laughs> We are at time for this, and I feel like which is so have... sad because I feel like we just started. There's so... yeah, I think we have the threads of about ten different stories, and they're all interesting. <laughs> so we're we're gonna toss it up to our listeners and say choose which one you want to go with because I would love to hear ten different versions of this story. Yes, please. The, the, co- the comedy angle, the serious angle, the philosophical the angle, sci-fi, the philosophical, yes. all the different versions of this. I think. There's so many reasons why this could be the case in so many worlds, which would be really interesting to to dig around in. I want to hear people's answers to this. So winding down that, all of that. Crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go ahead and take a moment to shout out uh, a story that we think our listeners should check out. This week, I'm going to deviate a little bit from my regular thing and suggest not so much a story, but something that I think really taps into the brainstorming, uh, creative problem solving of this. Uh, I have been... I discovered on YouTube the TV show Taskmaster in August and binged all of it. <laughs> and uh, it's still coming out with, with new episodes on YouTube. The basic premise is it's it's like a game show. Five comedians from uh, from the UK all get together and are given strange tasks they have to complete. Uh, complete. And some of them are more, more puzzly. Some of them are creative tasks and that feel very much like the kind of thing we're doing here, where it's like you have... 30 minutes to create a stop motion film featuring this potato as the central character. And I love watching it because it very much taps into that, that creative, Oh my gosh, what if I do this? What if I do this? What if we do it this way? And uh, I feel like if you enjoy that part of this, that, that aspect of this podcast, you will probably enjoy watching taskmaster. So go check it out. It's all on YouTube. All right, Jenny, I'm going to toss it to you. What would you like to recommend to our listeners? 
right, I would like to recommend, since we talk about Dungeons and Dragons so often, I would like to recommend if you've ever, if you've never played this type of game before and you want to give it a try with something like real short and easy to see what it would be like, I'm going to recommend Monster Slayers the Heroes of Hesiod. It's spelled H-E-S-I-O-D. And it's a super simplified monster fighting campaign where you get to choose what your character does, but your success or failure depends upon the roll of the dice. Uh, it's, it's written for players as young as six, but it, it, it's enjoyable for adults as well. And if you ever wanted to give it a try or introduce your kids to it, look up Monster Slayers, the Heroes of Hesiod and play your own monster slaying story. All right, Tim, tossing it over to you. What story do you think our listeners should check out? A series I like is the uh, way back before the whole Star Wars sequels came out. There is another set of sequels called the Thrawn Trilogy. It's these three books by Timothy Zahn. Uh, these books take place five years after Return of the Jedi, and they're uh, they're about a different sort of threat in the Empire. And uh, they're very clever. They're very fun to read because it's about the characters as you knew them in the original movies. Interesting. Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much, Tim, for joining us on this episode. Uh, as we've been, as every time you release an episode, I'll go into the, the chat room that we all, the three of us all hang out in, and you'll have all these ideas about where we could have gone. And so I'm really excited that we were able to finally get you on the podcast itself. So yeah. Thank you. Uh, I hope this was a good one. Yeah. No, it I, is. It I'm, I'm fascinated yes. by this world. <laughs> All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WriteThisPod. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a story or anything else, email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. See you then. And as they say, idleness leaves the frogs without buttocks. Buttocks.